now recording. Burn. All right, and then we'll do a clap sync in three, two, one. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> James, did you hit that play button? <laughs> uh, I hit the record button, and it's perfect. recording. Wow. Oh, so proud of you. I go to my it. checklist and I check the first two boxes of like James is recording. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly, it's literally just James recording. recording. Box two, make sure James did it right. That just makes sense. I'm into that. It does. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've got to keep you guys in line, but contrary to your guys' belief when I was gone that this podcast will be a train wreck, this podcast will probably also be a train wreck this this episode because yep. we have no game this week and all you lovely listeners out there are probably wondering you know all, all you all you deceit stands yeah, out what there about are deceit? probably wondering like <laughs> what happened to deceit where's my deceit i downloaded it for free stands. <laughs> yeah great use all, yeah exactly <laughs> yo it yeah, is in um, my library Oh, me too. I know. I think it's I played technically, technically like 37 life. seconds of it. I opened up the menu and it was like, actually, fuck no. And then I turned it, turned it off. <laughs> yeah, if the menu Yo, comes I did that, in, I've got like 10 minutes I on left there. The, I have 17 <laughs> minutes on there. Wow. Just left idle on the menu. Mm-hmm. So, so do we want to talk I about win? our experience? Yeah, let's talk about all of our experiences having seen the menu of Deceit. Can uh, we actually real of, quick talk about what the fuck just happened to the Steam library? Did something happen to it? I just, it's a yeah. new layout now. Yeah. Like, what? I haven't logged on to Steam today yet. The All right, Steam. They, they changed it like two weeks ago, but but these sorts of things they usually do like slow rollouts, so you may not have been hit by it yet. Oh my god. Um, but yeah. they changed like the whole library format. It's like mm, yeah. kind of a mess. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I, I kind of hate it. it. Yeah. This is called just like feeling pressure from other launchers that's what this is called yeah um it's the same thing yeah. when they added all like the friend stuff they're like wait you love our platform right and we're like just shut up and don't yeah. change it hey, look McCoy, there's the we, we use it <laughs> we don't necessarily love it but we do use it i just yeah. i don't know man people redesign stuff all the time this is the same thing they did with the counter-strike ui and stuff and they just like add a bunch of like flashy modern design to it and it just is like how do i get to the thing that i actually care about please help me and like i don't necessarily want people to like be beholden to the past because like it's not inherently bad to change things like it usually when you see something new it's like everyone's initial reaction it's like it's different and therefore i hate it Mm -hmm. um but like i don't really know what they were trying to like add with this like i don't understand i guess it has recent games which can be kind of useful so you don't have to scroll down like that's actually kind of a nice feature even if it's not and you can add shelves. One thing which I is do kind of nice. like is that it no longer says for like a game how many hours you've played of it. So now I can open up Stardew Valley in peace and not have to stare at the big numbers 257 hours. <laughs> that is not a big Yeah, if you think that's a big number, I would just you should play some multiplayer games. Like if you could see your league number or Jesus, my Counter Strike number. Oh my but god. But like 257 hours in Stardew Valley is a little excessive. Yeah, for a single player game, that's I pretty intense. My, I see my play time. In games, still. All I can say you can is click I on just it on the on the right. You can see. Oh, it. but you have to click. You have to click yeah. on it though. You are so it's not just right there. Yeah. All <laughs> I can true. say is that That's I just true. really hate that they did that thing that all everyone does in mobile, where they have these like horizontal scrolls, and it's like you can sort of just see like 
a third of one of the, you know, images or something and you're supposed to like click over and then you're supposed to just like, they're like, it's like not enough to have like an endless scroll vertically. Like they need like horizontal endless scrolls too. It's like, how many fucking nightmare holes do you want me to go down when yeah, I'm just trying to like, find? They're getting like properly formatted so it like fit evenly on the screen. Like No, it's intentionally not because they want you to see that that one's cut off and recognize that you need to like scroll horizontally. And I just hate that. McCoy, can I also mention how <laughs> that you have a favorites list and a best of the best list? Yes. Yes. Because favorites is more like stuff that I'm like actively playing and then like best of the best is like these are classics and stuff that i could recommend to people at any time can't help but notice there's a lot of games that are not installed on your favorites list yeah yeah they're just there in case i wanted to like you know so you're actively playing them no but like i'm actively considering installing them. <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> like i want to look at this game and be like wow cool i could install that and then go back to counter-strike like that's what i want to do okay? Dude, that's the entirety of the steam platform is wow look at all these games i could play well, back to the same one. Yeah, back to Call of Duty. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's Guns I mean, of Icarus Alliance on here. That one was fun, right? I never played it. Yeah. 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 We played that the first. Icarus. We, we played it for, like, two, three show. hours. Yeah. And we yeah. were saved was, by the Bleatmobile. Yeah. That was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Bleatmobile. <laughs> no, we really were, though. It was just... Yeah, like, it, was like a two v, it was like a 2v2 match, and, like, our, our teammates were in flying around in the SS Bleatmobile. <laughs> and they were hella good. <laughs> All right, that's hilarious. They were yeah, it was so awesome. good. We needed to be safe. I remember Wait. we were like, maybe we should hang back and, like, hang out with him, and then he goes, just goes, like, full steam ahead and just abandons us, and then, like, the enemy ship comes library? around the corner, and we're like, oh, fuck. Uh, this isn't a James. game in my library. <laughs> Never mind. Wait, no, you got to tell us now. I'm distracted by things appearing in my library that I've never seen before. <laughs> Wait, on this Firefall? episode of Tyranny of Thumbs, I thought Firefall James closed down like a million years ago. <laughs> yeah. Why is this here? James is going to walk How through his library. How is this different from any title. other episode of Tyranny of Thumbs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I <clears> played Firefall uh, for like two minutes a million years ago. Why is it still on here? This game shut down, didn't it? I want you to play it again. Apparently. Mm. All right, James, what games do you have so, on your library um, that you don't want you know, other people to yeah. know about? Yeah. What's the most that's going to be the, anime uh, the slash, Steam like, library ASMR? <laughs> I mean, can't we just look at Did his library? Did you add that to my library? Can we look at other people's libraries? James, what's in your uh, what's in your search history? Review profile. <laughs> Read it to us line by line and don't skip it. Oh, me. yeah. No, we can we can actually just straight up look at James's library. Um, all right, let's take a look here. Oh, my God. Let's take a oh, look at his recently played. He's recently played Deceit. Point three hours last two weeks. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Uh, Yamawari, <laughs> Cultist Simulator, Slay the Spire. Hey, Cultist Simulator, bro. Nice. What'd you think? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I liked it. It was good. I'm Not sorry bad at Yamawari. One point four okay, hours. Okay, but on actually, could we like just like give James the like figurative golden thumbs cup of Spooky Games Month mm, for being such a champion mm-hmm. <laughs> playing through everything? Oh yeah, we're proud Thank of you. you. Thank you very much. It's all over, James. It's okay. Yeah. They can't hurt you anymore. <laughs> Except for like weird like Christmas related Halloween games that are gonna come out later in the season. Only spooky games. <laughs> only spooky games forever for me. Sorry, James. Yeah, Adam's Shit. a total convert. You know, <laughs> from from weird. Uh, from never mind. Weird MMOs, Final Fantasy. Too late. No. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, look. So I guess the moral of the story, if we're actually gonna go back to like some sort of through line, is just that. Um, well, step one, there was a bunch of fires in California and we lost a bunch of power here. So Gabe and I were totally out for the deceit week. 
Um, but not only that, I just think people were kind of done with spooky games and they kind of wanted to just do their own thing. And, you know, it was just like, let's just take a break. Let's just, you know, chill. I don't even have powers. What am I going to do? Um, so we took a week off. And I bet you played a lot of Switch, didn't you? I didn't. And it's so silly. I would have played more Switch, but it's like the battery dies so fast that I don't even want to like start a game and then be like, oh, Jesus, it's already dead. I charged it using all my uh, power tool batteries. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I don't need a drill. I need a Switch. Exactly. Dude, I played so much Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild's cool, man. It was, mm. It's yeah. great to go back to that after Keenan like, deleted my save. Keenan deleted your save? <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, that's like retro. Uh, that's like some sort of karma from when I deleted his save on accident for The Witcher. Exactly. Or no, it wasn't The Witcher. It was uh, Fallout 4. Yeah. And he was like, bro, I got Holy through all the beginning, shit. which I thought was really questionable. And I got straight into the DLC, which I was finally starting to have fun. And I was like, oh, I deleted your save. You have to start over again. <laughs> sorry, dude. You're like, sorry, there's no fun to be found in this game. Yeah. Well, it's, having your, oh having your save deleted immediately ruins like all momentum. Oh, like I gone. accidentally lost two hours of an emulating... Um, uh, uh, Chrono Trigger, and it's like I know this is supposed to be a great game, but also fuck this, and I never picked it up again. Yeah, exactly. Well, fuck that. It's horrible. That's what I do with Breath of the Wild until the power went out, and I was like, well, yep. I mean, it's the same thing. I've heard of people like talk a lot of stories about how they like, like think about Red Dead, right? It's coming out on PC really soon, and like people are like, I've seen people say things like, dude, I can't wait to like start over on PC, and dude, like, I'm gonna do it. dude, I get that if you finished it. But if you like played like 12 hours and then you start over and then you play oh, yeah. the first 12 hours again, that's the worst thing you could possibly do for yourself, man. It's brutal. Yeah. Because there's Agreed. nothing. It's it's like you play. You'll probably stop at hour 12 and you'd be like, God, there yeah, was nothing those, new and interesting at but all. But those PC graphics, McCoy. <laughs> oh, my God. The PS4 graphics are great, bro. But I'm curious to see what it looks like on PC. But still, like, oh, I don't know. I've done so you're going to buy it is what you're saying. No, I'm not going to. Because I would buy GTA. Are you just going to buy Skyrim again? What's up? Are you just going to buy Skyrim again? You know, you don't even have to. They, like, give it to you in 18 different forms. They're like, this is the new uh, extended fucking special edition. And you're like, thanks. And you install it, and you're like, God, is it going to look good? Oh, no. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) And then you bought it, and then it looks fantastic. Dude, the saddest thing I ever saw was, like, a review of skyrim and it or no it was probably fallout 76 right straight on the hate train and all they were saying was like i just want you to take for a second and note this and they show some footage of a modded fallout 4 and they're like look at how beautiful this looks this is what people who aren't paid do with this engine now let's look at fallout 76 and it was just like oh ouch oh it was brutal it's brutal like I, I didn't I kept being like, okay, whatever, they can do what they want. But seriously though, like these mods for Skyrim and mods for Fallout 4 are beautiful. Dude, the memes of Todd Howard saying 16 times the detail. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, just all the memes, man. Oh God, it's brutal. Um so yeah, so this week we didn't play a game. We just sort of decided, hey, play what you play normally and just come here and tell us about it. So I don't know if anyone wants to jump in or if I'll just round table or who the fuck cares. But the point is just, what have you guys been up to this week? Or even last week or whatever the fuck, all this time. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> yeah. So I guess I can get the ball rolling. I played primarily two games this week. Um, one of them was Trash and I knew it. Um, Destiny 2. Oh. It's like not. It's okay. So Destiny 2 does some good stuff. Um, it has like super, super aggressive auto aim. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing a lot of the PVP in it and like, sorry, is this on PC I, that it has auto aim? 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. No, like uh, there's like a hidden stat on all the guns. That's like how aggressively they auto aim. Hmm. Um, and I was using one of like the the long range single shot rifles or whatever. And I remember very clearly a getting a snapshot rifle? of. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Um, and I clicked on someone's chest and it gave me headshot damage. I like it. And it's like <laughs> neat. Yeah. Um, like I actually really like that because it's like I think skill. Like it's it's equitable, right? Like it doesn't really change the balance of the game. Things are balanced around headshots, generally speaking. So it's not like that bad, and it just kind of makes you feel good. Um, so it's kind of a low cost, high reward sort of thing. Um, so I don't mind that at all. Um, but the PvP is kind of a dumpster fire, otherwise. Oh yeah, um, it, Destiny Two PvP is it's bad. Right. And, like, I understand why they made certain choices, but, like, the biggest one, it, it just feels like you die arbitrarily all the time. Because, like, people will get their superpowers or whatever, and then they just rampage across the map for, like, 30 seconds. And they're, they take, like, half damage or constant regenerating health are way faster than you and kill you instantly. Like, that's, like, kind of the level of thing that happens. And, like, someone presses this button and, like, you just hide for a while, I guess, because there's nothing really you can do. Yeah, and I'm sure there are some pros out there who are, like, First off, why are you listening to this podcast? But second off, like, <laughs> no, like, us mortals don't really have much to do about it. Like, if the game had, like, any kind of matchmaking, I don't know if they do. It doesn't seem like they do. Like, it would be better, but it's just, like, it's it's a dumpster fire. Um, mm. And they did some good things. I actually like the writing in that game. Um, I think the, the theming is mostly good, except it's, like, really gun fetishistic. Oh, it's definitely. just like gun war. It's gun worship top to bottom. And it's like, I kind of respect maybe. that for a game that's like, I guess, known for like having the best shooting in the looter shooter genre. You know, it's like such good feeling shooting. That's what everyone always tells me. So it feels like, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's got some positives, but like mostly like, especially since going free to play, it's just like kind of a treadmill and there's like kind of scant content. So, so um, tell me about experience. like what sect. I don't know how to describe this, but like basically that game has had a lot of development and a lot of it, there's a lot of distance to cover. Like it's almost MMO like in that way uh, in that, you know, were you starting fresh or did you have a max level character or were you go like what was going on? Uh, both because um, so I went through the campaign originally um, back when it was on sale for like five bucks or something. And that was like fun enough. Again, the writing is pretty fun. Hmm. Um, Modern AAA games are kind of boring. fun enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and then you get to like max level or whatever, or like the, the the soft cap, and then it makes you like wait a week between each gear upgrade, which uh, a lot of people didn't like about it. I've heard that. Um, That's and then time I stopped gating, playing. Right? That's the phrase, yeah. right, Gabe? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sounds awesome. I stopped playing for a while, and then it went free to play, and some people were like, hey, you should play with us. And I downloaded this like 900 gigabyte game, <laughs> and then by the time it was done downloading, they'd all stopped, and I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'll do some Crucible matches. Um, and I played that for a little while. That was your mistake right there. Yeah, just <laughs> but they, they uh, like reset all of the stuff that I had to like not minimum item level, but like the the like some like below the soft cap. So I had to do it all again. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's like, sure, whatever. That sums up the um, uh, MMO life. Yeah, that's the MMO life nowadays. It's like, dude, you got to play. It's really fun at the end game. If you totally know all of the years of knowledge you need and how to work your character. But, Oh. The worst part was is that I got there previously, and then it's like, just kidding, where we wiped all your stuff. Yeah, because it's like the people that are still on that treadmill want to keep going, you know? They want to go further. They want to get more gear. Like, oh, my oh, God. That, I reminds mean, me of t oh, go ahead. 
they didn't wipe your stuff if you had migrated your account to Steam. I did. During it was the... like a partial wipe. Oh, okay. James, aren't Something you like happened. a professional Destiny One player? Like, weren't you like top I, tier in the world? I played it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. No, I just played a shitload of it. Mm. Sounds uh, top tier to me. Yeah, I thought it was top yeah. tier. Um, <clears throat> do you play uh, Destiny Two at all? I'm just curious. Like, or have I, you? I haven't. I haven't in a really long time. Um, I'd be down to go back, but don't. Not. Not much. Um, <laughs> so the 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 PvP in Destiny One was significantly better than the PvP in Destiny Two, um, and part of that is just the they like changed the way the abilities work um, to try and make it more like fair, and they just made it less fun. <laughs> Um, yep. and like the roaming supers that, uh, Adam was talking, <clears throat> talking about, like suck. They're just, they're just shit. You turn uh, the corner and someone murders you. And like, I know why they did yeah, that. And then, and then, but they last long enough that like you respawn and then run out into the center of the map and then they just still have their super and they murder you again. It's, I have died it's twice like, to the same super. It's dumb. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> Um, just, um, it's just a weird concept but, to me that these games like I get that it's you know it's from X Halo developers and so as a result like you would want a multiplayer game out of them and then if you've spent all this time and you got all this gear you might want to fight your friends but just the fact that like there is a multiplayer that they have to balance around a gear game has always just been super confusing to me that's kind of yeah like- but they did it they did a good job in, in Destiny 1 just because like shit was crazy and like it it wasn't balanced exactly like there wasn't the the horizontal balance that that you kind of theoretically want um like certain things were just clearly way better than others mm-hmm. um but that just meant either you suffer and and enjoy playing the the game like the, the style that you like to play and you just get to complain about how it's totally underpowered uh or you enjoy playing the totally bullshit stuff where you get like way too many grenades that insta kill people and lock on um when you throw them halfway across the map like and you just like play the the build that gets like two grenades at all times yeah um and like it's fun as hell uh (laughs) To note, there is some busted shit like that in Destiny 2 also. Right, um, but it's, the build- it's, like, it's not designed around the fact that, that, like, there are builds that are, like, totally bullshit, but they, they don't feel, I don't know, they, they feel worse to play against to me. Yeah, it feels like kind of arbitrary a lot. And again, I know why they did it. It's because like the super is like even if you can't click on heads, even if you're like shit at a shooter, like it's still you you get to sometimes press that button and then you run around across the map and murder everyone for 30 seconds or whatever. And it's like, yay, I contributed. And like that's kind of useful in some ways. Um, but the other game but that I played actually- sort of did that better. It's actually so I think it's actually just better designed to have the 
like nuke supers for that sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> where not, like not you a get mode super, you get more of them, but they they they're not like persistent effects. You just like throw out a bomb and it explodes and is big. Hmm. Yeah, that's case, my opinion. Destiny Two is kind of a dumpster fire, but it does do some good stuff. The other game that I played was much better, though. Uh, and then I will Destiny let one. other people actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, I played Slay the Spire, which ah, looking cool. through James's Steam library, he's played a shit ton of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Dude, I want to play this so bad. Time. Like all the Hearthstone streamers that I watch, like play this game occasionally, and it looks so fun. It's good. Um, one thing that surprised me about it. So it's like for those of you who haven't heard about it, it's like a, um, it's an RPG roguelike deck builder. So you have a character and you start with like five blocks and five attacks and like one special card in your deck. Uh, and then you progress through encounters and pick up new cards and discard old cards. And then it has the kind of dominion thing where you cycle through your deck over and over again. Um, and then eventually you build some kind of like Magic the Gathering style busted nonsense combo. Mm-hmm. Um, like not infinite loops, but like... Um, the win condition that I, I ended up beating the game with the first time uh, was centered around a card that uh, causes you to gain three attack damage on all attacks every turn, um, comboed with something that benefits from that attack damage five times instead of once. And then I just waited for a while and then insta-killed things. Hmm. Um, Feels so good. Like, yeah, and like the interesting things about it are, are twofold. Um, one... I was able to, this is a roguelike that I was able to beat on the third try, um, which is like very unusual. Normally roguelikes are uh, A, very long, um, and B, very difficult to ever complete. Um, like many roguelikes I've never actually gotten to the end of. Um, but this game is super accessible. You beat it, in, like I beat it on my third try. Um, and then for the next two characters who have completely different decks uh, to pick from, kind of, um, I beat first try on both of them. Hmm. Um, and I'm not like trying to flex. And I'm sure this game is like it wasn't easy exactly, but it like it was much simpler than many other roguelikes. Um, it also feels great because it has that same kind of like uh, a lot of good RPGs will allow you to break open the systems. Like the old some of the old Final Fantasies have this, like Final Fantasy V where like you start to mix and match with your tools and to get like kind of busted combos and that feels really fun. Mm. Um, and the enemies scale with that accordingly, but like you're, you're, you get busted shit and you feel like you're breaking the game and it's great. So an interesting example of that, that I think in the modern day that I won't go too, too into, cause I really want to play it for the game club is actually dead cells where the game like tries to give you synergistic items and powers and whatever the fuck to like, it tries to build, your kit into broken shit so that you can like get far ahead of the curve like it's not random like you're not getting random stuff if you start to have things that are activating on fire they're starting to throw fire weapons at you and it's just super cool like really enjoy that yeah i didn't realize they they had that kind of homing in stuff oh yeah but yeah slay the spires slay the spires a good game um it's much more accessible than many roguelikes and like it doesn't lack the depth for it um because it's like i technically did beat it but once you beat it with all three characters, uh, I mentioned this to a friend, and he was like, ah, now you can really start the game, because there's this ascension mode thing, which <laughs> is, is basically... Why is there always someone who says that shit? Why is there always someone who's like, now you can o- now you can actually start the game? You know, fuck that guy. 
No, but he's right. <laughs> he's right, though, because, like, the, it was kind of a tutorial at first because it isn't difficult. Like, you don't really need to be playing optimally to beat it, right? I made, like, numerous technical errors over the course of my victory runs, and it was just totally fine. Um, but, like, in Ascension mode, it's, it gets... They, like, add stacking difficulty modifiers, like, now there are more bosses, now normal enemies are harder, now you don't heal as much. And they, they, they just keep stacking up as you get further and further along Ascension mode, which are each self-encapsulated runs. Um, so rather than many roguelikes, which is like, yeah, to beat um, Ancient Domains of Mystery, it takes, like, 40 hours of play for each run. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to... What? I'm not sitting down for 40 hours to play this game. Um... I was all thirst to death, but it, so it does a lot of really good things and it finds like it's, it's, it has good, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It knows what the, uh, intended play session looks like. They timed that very well. Um, they tap into the getting busted combo thing, which like is kind of a Venn diagram overlap between good RPGs and, um, trading card games, which like this is both of. So they like get that kind of synergy working very well. Um, the difficulty is tuned really well, particularly for a roguelike. Like normally they're like punishingly hard because roguelike nerds are masochists who want to be punished. Father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That sounded very and, like, personal. Did anybody get that? <laughs> anybody get that? Remember how the first couple games I made you guys play were roguelikes? Anyway. Um, yes. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, that's another fun thing. Uh, James has even more time spent on Rogue Legacy at 68 hours. I love how we're just deep like in Rogue fucking Legacy, James's man. library right now. <laughs> Path of Exile, 49 hours. Risk of Rain 2, 49 hours. I'm surprised. Oh, Risk of Rain 2 is good. I would jump yeah. back in that. Anyway, um, so that's that's what I played this week. Those are my thoughts on them. Uh, one of them was a good game. Destiny 2. <laughs> I get it. I totally no. get it. <laughs> oh, McCoy, you got the wrong message. Have you been listening? <laughs> oh, listening? No, I just heard Father and checked out. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, really quick, before we like like dip the that whole topic, I'm just curious if we step one back, like... To people who play MMOs, like, how do they sort of, uh, I guess, gel in or fit in, like, multiplayer with all of the, like, like you know, PvE gear grind that feels like it's the core foundation of the game? And then, because, like, for instance, when I played uh, World of Warcraft way back in the day, like, I remember, and I don't know if this is, like, I don't know where this term came from, but you know what I mean? The people, like, that keep those characters at level 19. Oh, Twinks? Yeah, they're called uh, twinks, twinks, right? Yeah. That doesn't that sound like a more offensive word than <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, but the point is that they you would create a character that was like for PvP, and you would intentionally, at least in the beginning of World of Warcraft, you would not get experience for PvP, and as a result, you could keep a character at level <clears> nineteen <throat> and would never hit twenty because the second you hit twenty, you would hit the next like level of battlegrounds, like that that you know there'd be sections yeah, from zero bracket. to nine right and then like you know 10 to 19 and it would just keep so you would stay like and it wasn't balanced at level 19 no in that bracket it just was not at all balanced so but but at the other side though that's like that's almost 
cool it was weird because then like you're you're having this like max level character that's like feeding this level 19 character like the absolute best shit they could possibly have it's cool if you like knew what you were doing and knew what to expect but it was like very rough for new players coming in yeah if you're actually being like hey i want to check out like like, battle because it's like you hit level 10 and the game's like hey you can do battlegrounds now and you're like cool what's that like (laughs) just level 19 and then yeah (laughs) you step in at level 10 and then just like a whole team of level 19s like decked out in good lightsaber gear. wielding yeah. rogues just storm down upon you just like one shot you and you're like oh cool yeah <laughs> so that so reminds the way, me the way well, modern mmos you. have gone um it has two like they do most modern mmos now have some kind of like gear or level sinking mm-hmm. thing so um your gear doesn't matter or it matters uh like maybe the stats that you have chosen matter but not the amounts um and uh your level also doesn't matter so like a level 10 person can fight a level 50 person or whatever your game is and it will just equalize you and you'll have like final fantasy 14 which i also play has um you just get all the buttons but like some of them are special pvp buttons um Mm -hmm. and your stats are locked to a certain amount so like every um character of a given class you see is exactly the same Mm -hmm. in pvp Mm -hmm. um destiny it it, uh, basically items would level up with their level and would scale and power in pve situations but like it's just you have those items equipped and it is like that version of that gun um in pvp so again it just equal it normalizes everything mm-hmm. um so you have a play, fair playing field and it, you don't have like q splitting and stuff um it's a much better solution early world of warcraft was a uh trailblazer at the time mm. yeah i just remember sitting there and going like this is crazy. Like, I remember just, like, watching friends of mine, like, get into the, like, like level 19 battleground, like, tw- I guess 29. I don't know. There was, there was certain sections. And they were just into it. And they, like, had this character. And it was just this, there was this moment in the patch cycle where they just, they realized people were doing this. And they had this crossroads of, like, do we commit to this and, like, start bouncing around these, like, brackets? Or do we change it? And so they did this thing where they just basically said we're adding experience to battlegrounds and just people's faces when their level 19s hit 20 like they just cry like it broke people's soul as they saw their um they're like because they'd spend like hundreds of hours like you know, perfectly crafting this character to be the ultimate pvp person and then just to watch them just play one battlegrounds and have it just pop them into the next bracket and just it was all over oh my god brutal Cool. So, James, what do you think? That kind of reminds me of, of uh, <laughs> like, two years ago when I was like, oh, maybe I'll try League of Legends again. So I created a new account. And, um, Wait, a new account? Like, the first, yeah, just to, like, relearn the game because I hadn't played any MOBAs mm. back then, like, for years. And, I mean, I haven't since. It's just not possible anymore, though. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, like, my first, like, new account first like game like four of the people in the game were smurfs were professional players yeah <laughs> just right like, just they were like <laughs> they were just like they just like dumpstered on the rest of the game and also were just trash talking each other horribly the whole time like really toxic and i was like wow yeah this is awful that's why you see <laughs> all of those commercials on youtube where they're like trying to basically hit kids with league of legends commercials and being like it's totally fun it's because they're like oh god it's not fun <laughs> that was the state of league when i left back in like 2013 mm-hmm. 
I've not yeah. played since then. It's, Glad to know it hasn't changed. No, it's it's probably gotten yeah, worse at least at the lower bad. levels in oh, terms sure. of because there aren't that many new players. Because like when I first started playing, the, like the level third, like leveling from zero to thirty was like a wonderful experience because everyone was terrible and it was just fun and like the balance wasn't totally there. So people, you're just having fun or whatever. But like I remember like early level thirty where you don't quite have everything you need. I just remember, it's like, whose Smurf's going to be better? Is it our Smurf or their Smurf? <laughs> and you'd have these, like, two Titans, yeah. like, battling in the middle, and you're just, like, trying not to feed desperately. But, yeah, dude. Well, and even then, like, the, the flame is one thing, and, like, yeah. But, like, even, like, you know, my, my sister was trying to get into League for a while, so, like, we did a, like, uh, people versus bots game, and we both went bot lane together. And, like... The thing is, like, people are playing, like, people versus bots as Smurfs just because they need to get a win under their belt or whatever. But, like, the point is, I was trying to teach her how to, like, CS, and we were trying to go through a slow pace of the game, and then, like, the top lane Master Yi's already on the enemy nexus, and the game ends in, like, 15 minutes. And it's just like, yeah. okay, well, we didn't learn anything in this situation. And, like, it's always Master Yi versus <laughs> bots. They can't stop Master Yi yeah. with, like, a thousand damage and crit. They just can't do it anyways. Yeah. But, like, yeah, even trying to just, like, learn the game is ridiculous just because Smurfs are just, like, blasting through it and, like, getting, flaming you if you don't keep pace with them, even though, like, technically as a new player, you have no idea what the fuck is going on. And then, like, I don't know. And, like, champ select, you have the people, like, flaming, like, oh, my God, you're good. You're taking Ash top lane. Like, what what the fuck are you doing? And I'm just, just like, (laughs) dude, like. We can like, do off meta picks for dude. this, God. It's like it's like you we're level four. It doesn't fucking matter what the meta is. Yeah. Exactly. I know. It's like dude like the meta's all like oh that optimal God. play. Like you're really trying to take an optimal play into like an easy bots match. Like yeah. come on. Also, like meta is a hilarious idea in this circumstance. Because, like, yeah. the meta it requires that everyone know plays and counterplays for other things. But, like, you can get away with some, like, dumb, cheesy stuff and, like, goofy shenanigans if, like, people don't know the counters. And, like, maybe this won't serve you forever, but, like, or, you've got a lot of people who know the meta but don't know those counters because they've never seen them. There's the other aspect of you don't have flash unlocked, so oh, a huge array of champions are just ridiculously overpowered yeah because you can't get away <laughs> uh, so love the ice age that, like, <laughs> yeah. like master Yi. <laughs> no he's, like, master he's the best ghost champion in existence yeah. what is i love the idea that people are like yo we need to bring top mlg level strats to defeat these easy bots no seriously and then it's like <laughs> yes. and they just have this power fantasy in front of you and you're like dude are you good yeah like, like, you, know? you need to go outside more often <laughs> Oh, dude, but you know it's because they were just playing matchmaking at, like, gold or silver oh, yeah, or something they were playing and just getting dumpstered, yeah, and getting it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> yeah, like, I have to take out my revenge on bots. Yeah, exactly. And and then they just start flaming bottom lane. On my smurf. Like, what? They start feeding the bots. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I definitely have been in some some bot matches where, like, someone talked some shit and then started to feed, and I was like, oh are you okay? <laughs> like, just sort of like, are, are you, it was like one of these things of like, oh my God, like you're learning to trash talk too in here. Okay, cool. Like <laughs> you're learning everything. <laughs> trash talking to bots. No, but like, dude, when we see, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I no, was going to say continue. when we started to play league, like there was a place for 
there was a long period of time. It was hours and hours and hours and hours and game and game and game and game where you would be just utter garbage and that was okay. And that part was super fun. But like to hear that that's sort of faded away, it's like, yeah, it's totally gone. It's sad because then if someone asked me, bro, I really want to get into league. What should I do? I'd be like, oh, here's what you should do. Don't. You should come over to my house and we should watch the pros and I'll explain to you the characters and you should not play. <laughs> And just watch the LCS. <laughs> That's what you should do. That's the right answer. But like, yeah. all right, fine. We can play some. Oh, no, God, but so seriously, that's that's what I do with my mom. My my mom has gotten into watching Pro League of Legends, and she's just like, maybe I should actually like try to play this game sometime. And I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> mother. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Like I, we can do like a bots versus bots match, but like. In the long run, it's best just to watch it, understand the champions, understand, you know, the moves, yeah. and just watch the pros play. I mean, that's what I do now. Considering I mean, your mom's, either that like, or... Valve connections, maybe she should learn Dota. <laughs> yeah, she should, play, she should play Dota, too. <laughs> yeah. Although, if you want to talk about a toxic Dota. community. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about a toxic community. Uh, kind of strange. Oh, my God. Remember when you oh, tried dude. to oh, teach yeah. me oh, yeah. Dota and... and it was like my first or second game, and this guy got mad at me for being bad in my second game, mm -hmm. and so he like teleported me on top of a spire, and I couldn't do anything. <laughs> no, that, that guy was just being that guy was just being a dick. He did that to like everyone. He just like picked on you because you happened to land together. There's a character in Dota. Um, so Dota, <clears throat> Lee at least tries to like not give you tools to fuck over your teammates. Yeah. Dota makes no such guarantees. Um, like, you can just, like, throw the game so hard if you want to. It has no protection against bad actors. One of the characters, Io, can tether to people, and they also have the ability to teleport anywhere they want, which is, like, pretty cool. Um, and then they snap back to where they were, uh, but they can also bring their teleport, their tethered person there or back if they want. Um, the difficult thing is that you can teleport somewhere and then untether and then snap back and leave them there. And there are places that you can't leave. Oh, I see. If you don't have Ouch. certain tools. Ouch. Yep. If you don't um, have flash. So he just did that. <laughs> Dude, snap back to reality. Yeah. I. Oh, what I've heard from Dota stories are just like absolutely brutal. Just hardcore. One, yeah. of, one of my favorites was um, we were losing this game and uh, our carry, one of our carries uh, was playing this guy, Chaos Knight, who's like, he's fun. He's goofy. Um the person playing him, however, was not. And so we're losing, and then, like, Chaos Knight carries us through a, a team fight. He hasn't said a word this entire time. And we're like, oh, man, like, this, okay, we might actually have a shot at this. And then just, like, fucking comes in. The very first thing out of his mouth is racial slurs. And it's like, ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Oh man, welcome to the internet. Speaking of racial slurs, Call of Duty. I've been playing that this week. <laughs> Holy <laughs> mother of God. Like they do this amazing thing where they like they cut in the so so they've been doing crossplay where PlayStation, Xbox, and PC are all playing together, and I actually think they give quite a bit of uh aim assistance to the console players, but they actually give a little subtle, subtle bit to the PC players too. Um but they do this thing Just where they'll they'll open your mic for a second. When you die, like so, when you kill someone, you can like hear them, and it's always just God damn, and then just beep, just like the worst shit you've ever heard. And honestly, it was kind of comforting. I was like, oh, I remember Xbox from the early days. Like, <laughs> 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 I have some just absolute 
like just train wreck clips that will that will never see the light of day because it's like I'll have to like censor this yeah, dude just shouting obscenity, just racist terms. Oh my god, it's out of control. Because like, dude, like especially some of the game modes that I've been playing, I play a defensive, like not overly aggressive, not run around in your face style. Typically, like I'll hold angles, I'll like go around the outskirts of the map, I'll stealth around. So you're a goddamn camper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that's the thing. This community, the Call of Duty community, has been fighting certain concepts for like ten years. Or something, I don't know, seven years, whatever it's been. And it's just funny because I, I, I left that community, you know, I didn't really play it much after Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare, the original. Uh, maybe Modern Warfare 2, actually, I played. But so, like, they were dealing with stuff then that was they hate campers, that was they hate drop shotting, which drop shotting is when you go prone when someone starts shooting you. And because you're on, it's typically something that people complain about from a console perspective because it's harder to just aim in general. So, like, if your auto aim directs you to their chest, but then they hit the deck and you, like, are all of a sudden shooting into the air, it's kind of hard to correct that. Whereas on a mouse, it's not easy, but you can do it way easier. Um so they hate drop shotting, they hate camping, they want to run around and do all this sorts of just like Call of Duty stuff from back in the day, but the maps in this case are much bigger. And when the maps are much bigger, you like basically get caught. If you run around like an idiot, you just die. Like you just get caught. It's just there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Someone with a better position is just going to take you down. And with the time to kill that they did in this game, which is much faster, like people, the entire community is still grappling with just like, dude, you're a camper. And it's like, it's like, no, I'm not a camper, but I am also not going to run in the middle of the map like an idiot like you are. I'm just not going to do like it. Sounds like you're a camper. I can't. To them, that's Sounds camping. like you're a camper. I know. And it's like it's just so funny. And it's just it's just funny to me that like after like 10 years coming back to that community, they're still complaining about the same shit, stay, saying the same just obscene shit every time you die. It was It was just weird. It was like, oh, these guys have still been just, you know, keeping on. All these years without me. <laughs> I swear it's like something just ingrained when you start playing Call of Duty. Because like, you know, obviously as the Call of Duty games come out, their audience we were with has aged. Mm -hmm. And maybe they play it or maybe they don't. But it seems like even the younger generations that come in and play a Call of Duty, they just pick right up where we left off. Dude, seriously. Dropping those end bombs. Dude, it's horrible. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. And then like, there's just, it's really funny to play. So I've been playing a bunch of, the, just a bunch of different modes, but I was playing the sort of Counter-Strike equivalent mode where it's like permadeath and you have to plant the bomb or whatever. And it's just like their, their understanding of what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing is like very different than Counter-Strike. Like yeah, the, the, the modes are different ultimately, but like generally a lot of the skills translate, but like I'm playing it like Counter-Strike, like I'm holding my side as I like and I'm whole I'm defending this site I go here every round I defend this angle I'm I'm predictable in some ways to my teammates but not enough that my enemies understand it and I'll move around but like I am dependable as a teammate and these guys have just no semblance of that they're just like guys we should rush B I'm like we're defending we have two sites we can't rush something are you crazy um but it's just like it's like i'm almost sitting there like is that like a next level strat? maybe that's actually good and i had to like reflect on it like maybe that's a good strat if we catch them off guard but still it's just well, it's like in like because like you would never do this really in like counter-strike because you would just pretty much like get shot down but like in the call of duty mentality it's like hey we're defending let's go rush their spawn yes no seriously and like, uh <laughs> no and like they're like mad at me for not rushing the spawn and they're like dude what are you doing you're the last one alive what are you doing I'm like i'm holding b 
Yeah, and it's like they all run out, they die. You're the last one alive, and they're like, hey, idiot, why don't you rush with us and die? Yeah, and I'm like, okay. And it's like, look. (laughs) And then there's been a couple of moments, obviously, like where like then you like clutch it out super hardcore. Because again, everyone else is just running in the middle of nowhere, and they're just like, dude, this guy's camping. I'm like, this is search and destroy. A permanent death mode. I will use every tool that I have to kill you. That's the Counter-Strike way. The game is fair. You play the game by its rules. And the rules are, if you run in the middle of a courtyard and there's no cover, I'm going to take you. That's it. That's a mistake. I'm pretty sure the rules are no camping. Either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, did you, didn't you read the server yeah, rules? you're right. <laughs> At the server screen that I quickly clicked accept through. But yeah, it's just playing Call of Duty has been really, really like a weird throwback experience. But it's been fun. Like, so wait, Gabe, like, is this... Did they? I've heard they did some major overhauls for this game in terms of like the way the shooting is, like the way the guns handle and stuff like that. Is that new for this game? Uh, absolutely. It's it was such a like a thing of like you know I I used to love the Call of Duty series back in like the high school days, um, but as they went on, they just did not change at all. Hmm. And if anything, they got more kind of absurd and like twitch shooty kind of deal. Um, but uh, so when I first saw this game announced, I was like, is this going to be Call of Duty again? Mm-hmm. But it piqued my interest a little bit because it was Modern Warfare. Sure. And they're going back to like the golden like age of Call of Duty. Um, and so looking into the game um, and then they, they really like pressed how they it was not just a new coat of paint. It was like new mechanics, mm. uh, game engine redesign, well, a whole new engine, really. Mm-hmm. Um, same kind of like Call of Duty bones, but mm-hmm. different uh, like muscle and flesh. Um <laughs> And yeah, it, it handles way differently. The mechanics are different, but still has that Call of Duty essence that gets you in. Do you think they pulled it off? Like, do you think their foundation is, is like markedly better? Yes, it's the best Call of Duty in a long time, in my opinion. Um, but it's definitely not perfect. Okay. It's yeah. not a perfect game. Oh, it's far. definitely not a perfect game. And this game, I think more than most, highlights the just the... The same thing happened with Destiny 2, by the way, which is just the AAA game thing where they have Destiny 1, it comes out, it's not totally completed, but it's promising, then they add a bunch of expansions, they get somewhere, they've actually got somewhere, it's got depth now, it's got endgame, it's got all these things that you want, and then they put a bullet in the back of that game and they come out with Destiny 2 and it doesn't have any of that endgame shit that you wanted, it doesn't have any of that depth that you finally got to with Destiny 1, but you want the new shiny thing, and then they just promise you another roadmap. So this is actually, this is the whole thing that the whole industry is doing, really. That's what I'm saying. With the drip-fed content. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. Like Overwatch 2. That's what I'm fucking, dude, what is that? Over, what? Can we just, what the, what the, Overwatch Call 2? Call of Duty, Battlefield, <laughs> every game, every AAA game out there nowadays is just drip-fed content. But it's like they, but Overwatch 2 is literally Overwatch 1, but you get all the new shit when it comes out later. It's, it's, it's an expansion pack. But why 2? They're trying to redefine the sequel. No, what they have defined is a sequel and they've mispronounced sequel as... Or excuse me, they've mispronounced expansion package. Yeah, what? What? But they had an amazing trailer, so it's fine. I mean, that sounds fun, but I don't know. It's just, it's just what really bothers me is when these series take steps forward over the lifespan of a game and they release a new one and they take steps backwards only to promise you over the next year that they're going to take steps forward to get to where they were before. It's like, go fuck yourself. Because. Well, it's a mix of the drip fed content and they also just want to like. It's like the games as a live service deal. Yeah. So it's like kind of want to get away with less work where they're like, oh, we'll just do it later. Yeah. I will just keep the game like running on life support. 
but like dude i'm down if you want to do stuff later but then like can we go forward over time do we have to do this like endless cycle like we're going through this it's like multiple universes or some weird shit where i just keep getting reset it's like groundhog day it's fucking groundhog day mm -hmm. because i'm playing this call of duty game and the mechanics are awesome and i'm like this would be so cool all i need to do is play that one game that i played back 10 years ago what was it called fuck it was um hardcore search and destroy oh it doesn't exist in this game but they're promising it later why you had that seven years ago it's like a skin change you can have it in two i'll code it for you like you already have realism <laughs> which is the hardcore mode and you already have search and destroy just put them together but they're like nah man we'll get there I'm like what you were already there <laughs> i don't understand this game is so good and you're shooting in the back of the head because you refuse to put the modes in there that people actually like what are you doing so that's my opinion um as someone who's basically ignorant to call of duty but it's just crazy that like how do you like the 2v2 mode i think it needs work but i do like it i think it's very cool so the thing with the 2v2 mode it was one of the main reasons i bought this game because i was like yo gabe and we could play this that's lit um and it is lit but um, it's random weapons. So the way they do it is everyone in the whole game. So if you imagine it's 2v2, right? So it's four people. Everyone in the whole game gets a random loadout. And then they all fight with it, which is like to make it fair. Well, I should, well, I should say it. What McCoy's making it sound like is we all get random weapons. Like everyone has a different random weapon. That's oh, not yeah. the case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all get a preset random loadout. So, so you everyone all get has this, the same loadout. Everyone has the same loadout, but the but, loadout is random. Yes. Yeah, you're right. That's a good distinction. Um, and so this is actually fun as like a side game mode. It's like, it's fun. It's fun. But it has very little depth because of that. Because you can't, you can't um, really strategize around things. You can't really like make, like there's the metagame doesn't evolve in a sense that like people can track. Like it can't be like, all right, now we're pulling out the snipers because it's going to counter what they have. There's not really countering. There's nothing like that. You can't choose what you bring. You can't choose the attachments. So you'll sometimes just get a gun that has just like the worst scope possible because it's like iron sights on a like an LMG or something. And it's just like, oh, dude. Um, so it's it's fun, but they need to like, they need to explore this 2v2. I think this could be fucking rad. Like if they if they went further with it and they did some sort of, I don't know, I'm, I'm partial to money systems, but like just something that allows me to like bring like good gear in when I want to, stuff I'm comfortable with, I think would be rad. Yeah. Have you guys heard of uh, due process? Not in this country. Yeah, but not in the, <laughs> not in the gaming context. Um, so due process is a game that's going to be, uh, it's still in like mega alpha, like it's not actually out yet. So it's never coming out. It's clearly progressing, um, but the uh, like the basic gameplay loop is that it's it's a lot like Counter Strike and that it's uh, counter terrorist. It's 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 police versus some men or a criminal or whatever, um, and the criminals are defending and the police have their SWAT van. Some men of criminals win. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Um, the buildings are random every time, um, and so you have to like everyone spends three minutes planning out their defenses and or their attack strategy um so it's a little bit rainbow six siege a little bit um map generatory and a little bit counter-strike because the um attackers they have their van full of equipment and when you pick up equipment and leave the van that equipment isn't in the van for the next round um so as a team you like save the night vision goggle pack for uh the round you want to turn off the power you probably would enjoy it, McCoy. Nice. If it ever comes out. 
I mean, <laughs> it might hit beta eventually. Yeah. It looks pretty good now. Like the when I first saw it, and it looked fun when I first saw it. It was just like, it was you know color coded block men, and that's it. Yeah. And like blank gray walls. I'm into that. I mean, honestly, what's really sad is that those games are often they often play better than like the AAA produced game because the AAA produced game, some artist somewhere just throws garbage all across the screen, and it's like really hard to like pick out what the enemy is and what the you know like what the wall is because it's just like got all this like weird like artwork on it and so like the better these graphics get like in some senses the harder it is to actually see and uh like playing some older games like you can actually see your opponents and i like appreciate that aspect um i don't know it's weird like i i i think there's actually something to be said for like block graphics i mean i know it's a little a little extreme but like some of these maps in Call of Duty and in, in the right. newer ones in Counter-Strike, like, they're very cluttered. And they're cluttered for the sake of quality of graphics. But, like, again, like I said, that's a gameplay balance-affecting thing because it's actually hard to see that guy. And from his angle, it's easy to see you. And that, like, that changes things drastically. So, I don't know. Like, the fact that you're like, oh, it looks kind of blocky. I'm like, eh, maybe. That could be cool. Like, I, I wouldn't hate seeing someone. Yeah. Just make all the enemies bright red. I mean, yeah, Honestly. like that's kind of what I was getting at with like liking auto aim with Destiny 2 because it's like it, it takes away some of that slop factor or like the the question marks. Um, I mean, that's a little bit different, but like spotting people can kind of be considered a skill. I, I know Call of Duties tend to have the like everything is, is gritty and hard to see and lots of visual clutter, but they also also make use of like ghillie suits as like camo that you yep. can use and stuff. Yep. Well, they have a new thing so, in, like that in this is... game where you're, the character you're playing as, yeah. if you, there's an enemy somewhere in your line of sight on the screen, your operator will shout, oh my like, enemy contact. God. So but you just panic because you can't see them, <laughs> so you're like, oh, <laughs> but the worst part about it is that it's, it's audible like to a... both sides. So the other dude's like, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, your dude just, like, I can't, I'm a stealth player, and I roll around, and it's like, contact and, uh, and both me contact. and the person turn around like oh shit like <laughs> yeah it's the same for like if you hear somebody coming and you like put down a claymore and your character just shouts planting a claymore <laughs> and you're just like Fuck. i saw i saw a it's joke awful. a joke perk <sighs> on on the uh someone had like a joke perk or a joke piece of equipment called uh ball yeah. gag that yeah. was just silencer i would seriously <laughs> take that over it's, anything it's such a real issue of like you're it's bad. everyone's just shouting dude because what they're trying to do is they're trying to do the uh apex legends thing where the computer the, the computers or the ai or your character is speaking useful things to you in case you're um you know, your teammates are shouting the N-word in instead of communicating. You know what I mean? In case you're blind. <laughs> and you have to mute them. Dude, I feel bad for streamers. Like, you should just... I think but, there's a mute all button, but, like, dude, Jesus, I'd be scared to, like, play this game. You know? You have to mute everyone immediately. Like, you could never have a teammate. But screaming, planting a claymore, being audible to the enemy is never... Like, that's... I feel like part of it is just, like, they're trying to make it seem like military semi yeah. and like we just assume that that soldiers like scream out whatever they're doing <laughs> like reloading during combat it's a lot yeah. of military who are bullshit yeah. dude but that's right. like a lot of modern shooters is military and there's bullshit. a lot in this game and like sure. i'm sure that some of that exists like i'm sure that that they do you know say reloading or something like that but they're also 
all on comms with each other probably yeah, <laughs> they're not screaming it to the enemy yeah. well, or I think like it, choose it also... to not yell at this time if you were the person yeah. like maybe you're making a stealth play and you choose not to yell contact he's right in front of me at the mouth of the cave and I'm at the other side behind a box <laughs> like it's just like stop <laughs> yeah or it's like you're accidentally reloading like slightly in the open and you just scream yeah. reloading and all the enemies are like oh sweet <laughs> exactly god the, i if there was a button to just shout reloading that'd be awesome uh, without having reloading that could be kind of fun that was a thing that they actually did in world war ii mm -hmm. um so the m1 grand rifle um has a distinctive uh clip which it's like a big staple and it would eject itself at the end when you were done firing uh when it was when it was empty uh, and it made this really distinctive ping noise. Mm -hmm. um, and so the German soldiers started to know that when they heard these ping noises that they could you know, pop up and start shooting or whatever. Um, so American soldiers countered that by just carrying around an empty clip and dropping it on the ground. Yeah. And it would make the same pinging noise and they would just be there and ready. Yeah. Yeah, no, this and this does exist actually in Counter-Strike, not to the same degree, but you could, the, the reload sound is audible. But if you quick switch, you can cancel it. Um, so there definitely are like pro players who will go for this sort of play where they like have, let's say that, you know, because in, in theory, you want to be counting bullets in theory. Jesus, I don't do that. But like you want to be, you can do a feeling <laughs> like, OK, he sprayed for like a long time. That seems about like a reload. And you think he might have sub 10 or maybe he'll go for five. And I think he'll be uncomfortable and he'll go for a reload. And so I've seen people like just fake that they have five bullets left to go for that. Uh, the fake reload then they stop it and they look around the corner and they just pray their aim is just on point sick sick play that's why i love games that do like that reload like kind of like checklist system where it's like if your character like if you hit go to reload and your character like takes out the mag then you swap to a different weapon yeah. and you go back to that gun you don't have a magazine in it oh whoa yeah stuff like that because it's like so and i can understand why they do it but like it's so like immersion breaking and also kind of like bullshitty that yeah. you can do that where yeah you're like in the middle of reloading swapped another weapon pull back and your gun's just like totally in fine. the same position as it was and you're like cool yeah yo man oh i just watching everyone quick switch you know yeah. in counter-strike all the time like them walking into a game like that would just be brutal but uh one, one more so i can imagine like at at non-pro tiers a lot of people try and do that shit and then fuck it up and die oh yeah <laughs> probably or alternatively your opponent doesn't That's probably hear what it. i would do yeah <laughs> But you, see, but you see that's the, but you see that's the meta so they got to be doing it at all times even against yeah, bots of course. right yeah i love there's this concept of the 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 metagame they're reloading run yeah no like like the pro metagame of counter-strike is hilarious because it's like almost like simplistic in some ways like there's a favorite uh, famous phrase called pros don't fake and what that means is when the bomb is planted there's a it makes an audible noise when it's planted and so everyone in the area knows and in fact actually everyone in the whole match knows when it's planted because it says it out loud no matter where you are but then if someone goes to defuse it been planted yeah what was it like nondescript criminals have planted the bomb <laughs> but uh if you if you go to defuse it it makes an audible noise too and so the defenders can play the sound they don't have to expose themselves they can wait to hear if you're doing that and then make a move but then there's a huge metagame around it of like you can fake the the diffuse by tapping it and then looking around and waiting for a defender who's playing the sound to come out and peek you. And so then the way the metagame evolves basically is that the pro players know you're going to play the sound and they think you're going to do that. So they don't peek even though you've made the sound because they know you're looking for them. And then so the real pros 
just make the like most boneheaded play possible and they just hold the defuse and everyone else is like oh shit like he's faking me out check it out and then you just defuse it and they're like oh fuck god damn it um so it's just funny that like the metagame has actually evolved to like the simpler and like almost like novice play is like sometimes the optimal play because people are like trying to outthink you in some like 4d chess moment and then you just defuse it so fun fact mm. Mm. i will say though call of duty has a really nice realism mode where like it strips away a lot of the hud and it's actually a really beautiful it strips away game. all the hud all the hud um and so the in fact the only thing the only hud on the entire screen is a really subtle uh like a little like blue you know circle that's like above your allies you know it's just like and it's not even very pronounced it's just like hey don't shoot this guy um and honestly that mode is and then you do anyway <laughs> yeah you do anyway and then, and then, then you do anyway and start shedding racial slurs. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you you got me. <laughs> like, no, but yeah, it's re- it's a really 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 good game mode, and it's actually super cool because like they've done so much work in the standard Call of Duty modes to make sure that everybody has all the information that their teammates aren't giving them. <laughs> that it's like not you just trade all the time. Like I kill someone from stealth, and then everyone on the entire map turns around and looks at me and kills me because I've like I show up on the map, I show up on the radar. Like I'm sure someone shouts that I'm there. Like. Just all that shit happens. Your own character shouts that you're there. <laughs> my own character is like, here I am, and jumps out without my control. Like, all that happens. So in realism mode, contact. Like, none of that still persists. And if you're stealth behind the enemy team and there's like five guys, like it, they might not realize what you're doing. And it's just, it's changed everything. Like, hiding is so powerful. Like, if you like spring out, attack someone, hide for a second to get the reload off, then switch positions, go around the side, like, it was just, it freed up the entire thing and all of a sudden like I was able to get a lot of people in a row and it felt like I was getting fair duels with the second guy and the third guy and the fourth guy and the fifth guy. And it was just, it's awesome. So that mode is super, super cool. But again, it's only team deathmatch because they refuse to take realism and put it at any of their other modes yet. And it's just, it's just, it's sad because it's so good. It's, it's so good. It's such a case I had like with League of Legends where I really enjoy playing the game, but God, I hate the community. Hmm. I hate the players. Yeah. They're so bad. Call of Duty players are really bad. And now it's just Xbox people shouting at PC people and then PC people shouting at Xbox people because you can see there's a symbol by their name. This guy's on Xbox. And they're like, yeah. Like console player, like oh my god, like this guy. Like in fact, James, do you remember when we were, we're like? So I was streaming some Call of Duty for James, and we were doing two v two, and we were like joking about. Obviously not in game. We weren't like in on the voice comms, like talking shit because we're human beings that are decent. But like we were talking to ourselves where they can't hear it, and being like, yeah, there's one console guy in this like four v or two v two, and like. <clears throat> How is yeah. he possibly going to do anything against all these PC players? And he hard carried. He was on my team and he like yeah. carried me to victory. And I was just like, how's this guy doing it? Because you can see their aim pattern is so weird. They can't turn around very fast. They can't be very twitchy. But it's like the good console players accept that they're not going to check every corner. And they just aim where they think the guy is. And they cross their fingers. And holy shit. If you actually commit to that style instead of that like peaky like mouse. Like, oh, is he here? Oh, is he here? Oh, is he here? And you're just like constantly caught off guard. There were some dudes that were good with the controller. To know, you can also plug a keyboard and mouse into the consoles now. That works. Really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, both Xbox and PS4. Hmm. I did not know that. Hmm. So, hmm. I realized that we've been talking about first-person shooters for like an mm-hmm. hour. Um, Gabe and or Zoe, did you guys play something that was not a first-person shooter? Uh, I did. You betcha. <laughs> uh, Zoe, go ahead. Uh, all right. 
I played a wide variety of things this week, none of which actually blended in with one another, and all of which left me with conflicting emotions for almost all the ones I played, or just differing emotions. Um, so the first one I played, and I texted McCoy about this earlier because it was triggering as fuck, but there's a game called Missed Messages oh. <laughs> that's oh, free <laughs> on, uh, on Steam. And it was in my Steam curated, like, you know, games you might like. And I was like, huh. Mother curated. It's just a game. Well, okay. Let <laughs> <laughs> me actually pull up this. this. <laughs> Your mom wants you to play that game, Zoe. Oh, no, she does not. But, <laughs> but like, oh, God, where where is it? I need to, like, pull up what the actual, like, Steam description of this game is. It's, like, called, like... You know, a game about friendship, love, and memes. And I was like, hmm, this seems right up my alley. And so I went and I played it. And oh my god, it's just a game where you are somebody's roommate trying to, like, identify all of the signs and intervene before your roommate takes her own life. And there's, like, really graphic imagery of, like, you know, her, like, you know, attempting to take her life at like constantly, and Jeez. it just oh triggered God. me. <laughs> like, I was just like, I, I like went into this wanting my memes, and the memes weren't even that good in the game, and I left feeling all icky inside, and I was like, eh, this doesn't feel very so, Zoe, good. And why so was then, this recommended to you? I have it's because no half idea. the games you play for Game Probably Club are just all like, like they just end in suicide somehow. Do we need to have an intervention? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, I don't know. Maybe I do need to hit my mom up and be like, yo, why did you recommend this for me? This is this is not good Mother. whatsoever. <laughs> um, I think this joke could go for another 10 episodes. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> easily, easily. I'm curious, did, did it have like a warning up front like Doki Doki did? It it did. It said like you know content warning. This game involves like uh, su- well. It said this game involves suicidal thoughts, and I was like, okay, like that that like I can deal with that. But there's like some really graphic artwork in there of like different ways in which your roommate tries to take her life, and so I was just kind of like, I'm not, I don't like this. Like <laughs> this isn't great, and I don't know. Being somebody who had the experience of, like, dealing with, you know, suicidal people in my life and, like, feeling like it's my responsibility, it was triggering as fuck. So I just, like, closed the game, went to, like, the game club recommended, or, like, the the list of games we have to play for the game club, and I saw McCoy put missed messages on there, and I texted him, being like, do not play this game! Yeah, she was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, what? (laughs) I don't know. It came up in my Steam recommended. I just put it on the list. And she was just like, this is the worst game possible. And I was like, okay, well, you can delete it. Sorry. (laughs) But yeah. So um, yeah, so my my free game week uh, started off on a rough Mm -hmm. foot. But then I uh, picked up another game called uh, Goragoa. Mm -hmm. Oh, Goragoa. Yeah, and I, James, I noticed you have that on the list as well. Um, yeah, it's like an artsy, it's an artsy visual novel slash logic p- 
puzzle game that has a very cool concept. And I honestly, after I played a little bit of it, I stopped playing because I was like, this would be perfect for like a one weeker for the for the game club. So um, it's a really cool concept, though. And the art's absolutely gorgeous and everything. So there is that. And then um, finally, I played uh, a classic uh, Grim Fandango, okay. which was on sale for mm. Halloween. And so uh, it was on sale for three bucks. I heard a lot of great things about it. And so I started playing it without realizing that this game was made in 1998, which is cool because for a game that's 21 years old, the story in it is absolutely amazing. Like the humor in it is amazing. The pacing of the story is great. Um, only complaint is that because it was made in 98, like all of the game puzzles are like 1998-esque in that it's basically the, you, you thought the Cat Lady mm-hmm. Logic puzzles mm-hmm. were bad? Oh no, Grim Fandango has some questionable logic puzzles <laughs> with it. Um, you know, it's just your typical like constant backtracking and not only do you have to like go back and forth between two locations like once or twice but like there are some logic puzzles that literally have you going across the map to different locations like six or seven different times to pick up items and manipulate them in such was ways. that game made by lucas um, arts yeah it was oh, lucas yeah. arts man yeah. um that you when you explained or described that part of the game i, I was like yep because i remember playing a lot of other lucas arts games at the <laughs> time you ever play full throttle not played full throttle it's like those are like the big classics and like they're kind of inane i wouldn't even call them logic puzzles illogic <laughs> yeah. puzzles maybe more apt it was like such um, yeah, like became sure. standard. logic yeah, yeah. That the term? it was just such a thing of yeah. the time of like that backtracking mm-hmm. you had a like, right. back then, everyone yeah. apparently thought that this was great and like have decided to continue emulating that into today mm. um that sounds reasonable. Yeah, I think we should not go for that. And people are moving away from it, but <clears throat> well, and they it is like frustrating in some sense. Like for instance, in the game, like there's a particular portion where you need to like draw these birds away from their nest, and like you have a loaf of bread with you that you picked up at a festival. So you're like, oh, okay, like I'm just gonna crumble this bread here, and the birds are gonna come over and eat it, and I can grab the eggs out of the nest, and like. Instead, what happens after you put the bread there is that there's a cutscene that shows the birds flying to the bread, and your character just standing there as he's watching the birds eat all the bread, and then he gets scared away as the birds peck him away. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, no, the, the bread should work. But no, what you have to do is first you need to go back to the festival, grab a loaf of bread, and then also pick up an inflatable balloon from the balloon stand you have to set the balloon down on the roof put the breadcrumbs on top of the Mm. balloon and then the birds will come over eat the bread and then the balloon will pop and then they fly away still it's just like why can't the bread you know what it is it's just like this like (laughs) subtle message you get from the game if you listen really closely you can hear it it just says pull up a walk through (laughs) pull up a walk through no, no, no. What it Seriously. says is, it, it, it's that. Does it have one of those things where you need the like, the box like, um, 
Oh, like the manual? Like, pack it? Yeah. Yeah. In order to actually, like, get through a section, which is, like, original, like, content protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, do you remember, like, <clears throat> back in the day when, like, that sketchy dude would, like, come out? Like, he's in one of your, you know, he's, like, one of your, you know, dad's friends or something, and he, like, you know, he's kind of skin, skinny, uh, you know, uh, scrawny and stuff, and he'd be like, bro, do you like crack? And you're like, what? He's like, no, 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 cracked games. Like, I've got a, a bunch of crack games. Come on, God, this is gold. What is wrong with you people? Did you not play crack games? That was such a stretch. <laughs> just end on a laugh track. I never. Just put in a laugh Holy track shit. or like laugh a bunch yourself. I'll edit, edit in like at some point when someone else something funny. Yeah, the whole time McCoy was doing that, I was just like scowling at him like stop. <laughs> yeah, dude, but stop. I was just saying like, dude, crack games back in the day, right? Nobody? So I played no, Tomb Raider back wrong. in the day. No, the first game I cracked was Bioshock. Hmm. All right. I don't do cyber crime. <laughs> You wouldn't download a car, would you? I would. Okay. Yeah, we all would. Yeah. I'd like to sell my car and download a new one. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you could get a free car off the internet by downloading yeah. it, wouldn't everyone? You wouldn't download more RAM, would you? Mm. Mm. Okay, here's I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you guys. You know that download the RAM joke? I think it's like ten years old. Yeah. I don't think it was funny then. I don't think it's funny it's now. That. Is that? Am I just a bad person? Like, <laughs> have you been to the website downloadmoreram.com? No, you're right. <laughs> no, I went to YouTube and watched 40 videos I didn't mean to watch. That's what I did with my time. No, you you went to YouTube and uploaded those reviews you did of like Killzone 2. <laughs> yeah, actually on my original YouTube channel, there is still footage of me in like 12th, like not 12th grade, like as a 12 year old, like just trying to like be a video game reviewer. Um, Yeah. Remember those days, dude? Yeah, maybe that's like some Patreon stuff, you know? That was some real quality Back content. The, it's terrible. It's horrible. Although I think <laughs> for $50 a month, you can access the archives of McCoy. You can McCoy's laugh at 12-year-old me. But like, I know how people work. It's like there's one guy who's going to say, I'll take a shot for the team. He'll pay $50 one month and he will instantly just tweet at all of our socials with the videos just stolen (laughs) and give back to the community what they should have had and what they could have had. So, yeah, Um, there's literally a video on there. No lie. The Killzone one that you referenced where I was like, I wonder I was just experimenting with videos like I wonder what would be popular. Uh, Maybe I'll make like a Beatty video. And just see if people will click on it. I'm like, here's the thought. Because I was reading Game Informer. Oh my and God. Game Informer, so Killzone and Killzone 2, etc. were massive PlayStation. I mean, they weren't massive, but they were PlayStation exclusives. And they were big and people were interested in them. And they thought, oh, the graphics are amazing. PlayStation's really taking it to the next level. And so the Game Informer just had a had a had an error in their magazine where it said that it was coming out for PC and Xbox. Because it just had like a little, like, what are the platforms? And they just showed those symbols. And I just remember basically making a video along the lines of like, is it coming out for PC and Xbox? And that's like basically the title. And that's basically like the premise. And I'm like, the whole video is like, no, <laughs> it's not. And um, fuck yeah. Wait, was it literally just you saying no? Like I wish it was. Clip? It was unfortunately a little more of me as a 12 year old, like trying to be cool. <laughs> but at least you said no, because there's, there's an incredible there's video. YouTubers now that will just be super vague for the whole video. Yeah. And not say no. Yeah, I was like, obviously, guys, this is ridiculous. Why would you even think that? I know you thought that because you saw the title of my video. And listen. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. There's an incredible video by um, one of those weird political YouTubers uh, that's like, what did I think of the Mueller report or whatever? And like, he mostly does like really goofy, trolley kind of things. And it's just like 
the title of the video is what did I think of the Mueller report? And the entire video is like a three second clip of just him just saying, I didn't read yeah, the Mueller report. <laughs> <laughs> I waited for someone else to read it. Yep. Mm. God. God, Zoe, you talking about that game just brings back all of my memories of early LucasArts games and Sierra games. Oh, I'm triggered. <laughs> Oh, man. And there were so many, like, mechanics in that that I completely forgot about with, like, the like my own PC games that I played. Like, I never really truly realized how much I appreciate, like, the highlighted items or, like, you know, clear, clear interactive yep. items feature in, like, current games of today. Because, like, back then, it was, like, what I like to call, like, just the magnetic neck function which is just your character's walking and then his neck will just snap to the left because there's something mm -hmm. to interact with there but you have to like stare at his head <laughs> the entire time and be like <laughs> okay um and then i think the other best part about grim fandango is just all the awful camera angles because there's no like control camera feature you kind of have to just walk wherever your character is supposed to walk except like to walk out of some rooms your character has to like walk towards you towards the screen and like you get this hideous up close oh. shot as it like goes like the camera goes through his body you're like inside this polygon figure and but you've exited the room and so you're like wait there's the wait, door like <laughs> wait <laughs> oh it's a fixed camera it's nice. so bad and like your character's just like walking down the hallway and you see him going further and further away and you're like it, it is is the camera going to change it it's uh, i i can barely see him he's a speck in the distance now is it going to change and then he like he <laughs> walks all the way up and gets attacked by somebody you're like oh fuck yeah. <laughs> like because the camera just snaps back to him <laughs> oh I'm definitely going to make all of us play monkey island oh god <laughs> Oh, rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle just rub that yes, on everything that just, that just makes sense <laughs> oh. oh but grim fandango is a fantastic game and i would highly recommend people play it like play it with a walkthrough for the puzzles but the story itself is just so spectacular and like the i don't know the jokes are pretty timeless and like I don't know. I think my favorite part, at least in the portions that I've played, is, like, you're at this open door, and you, like, as it's opened, you just turn to, like, bring out the deadbolt, and he's just like, I just locked an open door. It's symbolic. Quite compelling, actually. <laughs> like, he just says this in this, like, deadpan kind of voice, and I'm like, I love this game. This is fantastic. <laughs> one of my, one or of actually... Probably my favorite, though, is like when you're getting the eggs out of the nest for the birds. He was just like, you know, come with me, my pretties. The Grim Reaper awaits. And I was like, ha <laughs> It's wonderful. All of the all of the voice lines are great. One of my favorite, um, there's like an old uh, web, like a Flash game. There was a point and click adventure and it was like a really shitty detective in like a spoof game, basically. And um, it's something something in the case of the counterfeit crabs there's like counterfeit crabs around the city for some reason despite the fact that they act and move and are like just actually for all purposes real crabs they never explain how they are counterfeited or what makes them different um, but the first thing you do is you notice you have a gun in your inventory and throughout the course of this game you're like hmm maybe i can use a gun to solve this problem and you like try to use the gun on it and the guy's always like no, now isn't the time for that. Like, gives that that yep, line, absolutely. right? Yep. It's like, no, we can't use that right now. 
Um, and in the very end, you like confront the mob boss who's been counterfeiting crabs or whatever. And he like, well, we'll see what you think of this. And he pulls out a gun from, from his desk and he starts like waving it at you and like trying to like, he like can't get things to work. So it gives you time to like manipulate your inventory and you're like, ah, yes, finally, this is the time. And you grab the, <laughs> the revolver out of your inventory and you point it at him. And the character just says, uh, maybe I should have mentioned this earlier, but I actually, I don't, I don't have any bullets for it. I like, I've been meaning to get them for weeks and it's just, oh man, it's just what a chore. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's just flash game. So you have to throw a crab at the man. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Oh God. Oh, that reminds me of detention where they have the, the gun in the inventory. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. I actually oh. knew a guy in my town who did the, uh, he was the audio engineer and recorder for a bunch of LucasArts games. And he would just mm. tell me like, you know, you just have whole sessions of the point and click things with items where it's the, you know, the guy in the vocal booth is going like, I can't use that right now. <laughs> I can't use this with that. Just stuff like that. Yeah. It's just like hours of that. Yeah. Or like, you gotta like speak the I, I individual to- items. Like. I can't use this lamp with that stool. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to um, an interview from the guy who did, uh, who played Gandalf. I can't remember his name right now. Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen was doing an interview. Sir Patrick. Yeah, Sir Ian McKellen was doing an interview on the radio waves, and. Um, like they asked him at one point, it's like, yeah, so like as part of the deal to do Lord of the Rings, you also had to like agree to do a certain amount of money, like a certain amount of work for some video games, right? Like some voice work. And he was like, eh, well, you, with the video games, you do it for the money. <laughs> let, let me tell you like kind of what this looks like. They sit you down in a room and they give you a big pile of lines to read. And these have to cover like basically every situation that could come up. So it's a lot of this way, Gimli. This way, Gimli. This way, Gimli. This way, Aragorn. This way, Aragorn. This way, Aragorn. Yep. Honestly. <laughs> this way, Honestly, Aragorn yes. and Gimli. This way. <laughs> Dude, I think like they might be able to like... save like a decent amount of just taking those audio clips that you just did and taking them into the next game. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. This way, Aragorn. Well, and that also the best part about those old games is how like when you do a voice line and you press the x button again it just restarts the voice line so you can do great like repeat of like i can't i can't i can't i can't i can't use it i can't use this i can't use this i can't use this right remix. i know from my understanding that was the start of electronica <laughs> <laughs> could be wrong on that don't quote me but you know <laughs> uh old games man I don't know. I don't know. I haven't returned to a lot of my old games. I, I think I should at some point. Do you guys ever sit there and like fantasize about returning some of your old games and just like... I did that not too long ago. I replayed the original Sam and Max game. Wow. It's so good. Wow. Okay. Been, like, I've been trying to find the horse game that I played as a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to Barbie find horse a version Adventure of it 1999, like. on the PC. <laughs> um, no, it's called Let's Ride Legacy. Okay. It's Is that like great. a new genre on YouTube? Let's ride. Let's ride. I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> I just. I. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I didn't think about what I just said. <laughs> oh no. Oh man. Fucking YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, yo, something that I did today. I spent like an hour on this, but it was like totally worth it. I I just had this like epiphany the other day, which was that like I was staring at YouTube and I was like, wait, like 
this is like the evilest of all like UI designs. It just occurred to me. I was like, wait a minute. Like all I want to do, because for my job, I make ordered lists for people. You know, I do a little more than that. But basically you could, you could boil it down to, I make curated lists for people that give them the information they want and not what they don't. And I was looking at YouTube and I was like, oh, like I subscribe to a bunch of people in a bunch of different genres. You know, some people are help me with, you know, tech that is so I can figure out how to edit this podcast. Some people are video game reviewers. Some people are, I don't know, cat videos, whatever you want. I don't describe that by the way, but like some people might. And it's just like, you have a bunch of these different groups <clears throat> that you'd like to maybe put together in a group. You might want to see an ordered list. That's just the game reviewers to see, you might want to scout, Oh, a new game came out. I want to click only the game reviewers that I follow and see their list. And YouTube will not allow you to do this. And the reason they won't allow you to do this is because that is allowing you to decide what you watch that day, as opposed to them showing you just a massive feed of recommended garbage. And I was thinking like, wow, I wonder if YouTube like has this feature and I don't know where it is. Maybe it's under playlists or something. And I looked and they did have a feature like this and they discontinued it in 2015. It's called collections. Um, anyways, the reason why I say this is because someone made a browser extension where you can actually add this where you can actually add collections. And so what I've done to my YouTube is I hide the subscribers that I, the, the people that I'm subscri subscribed to. So I guess I hide the subscriptions. And then I just surface these groups of people that are in the categories that I want. And then when you click on them, it shows a list of all of their videos that are all flavored by the content you actually want to see grouped together. And then I coupled that with this other extension where what it does is it blocks all the recommended it blocks them on the right side after you're watching a video. It blocks them when your video is done and it blocks them on the front page. I choose to do all that. And so then when I go to YouTube, it's like I have to actually use my brain. Like what was I actually trying to see? What was I actually trying to consume? Oh, I was trying to con – I, I, I thought maybe a, a video game review would be really fun right now. So then I click my ordered list of all the video game reviewers I care about and scan through that. And it's fucking rad. It's like the freedom is like – or the control is like taken back. And so I did the same thing with my Reddit and I did the same thing with, well, I wish I could do the same thing with Twitch, but I can't. But imagine that concept. Imagine if you could go to Twitch and instead of just seeing an ordered list by viewers, which is the best they can give you for control, what if you could see, I want to follow all the role play streamers and just have them in a group and just see what they're up to right now. And then I want to follow all the, like the top of Twitch people that are ridiculous that I don't follow all the time. And then I want to follow this group. Like, and they have sort of functionalities like that that the streamers can join into like a streamer can say i'm part of this group but but i i the viewer want to be able to curate the lists in front of me so that i can have sense and order when i use these platforms but they will not let you do it they will not let you you blocked all those things you still haven't gotten i'd block uh, yeah i like to support the creators i do i watch commercials i i feel good about it not gonna lie to you but no it's just it's just interesting to me I know it's a side topic, but it's just interesting that like with all these hundreds of designers, it's like, you know, they know, you know, they know that if they gave you tools to control what you see when you enter their platform and and order them and uh, reduce the chaos of their platform and the chaos in your mind, you would be able to like go in, get what you want to see and get out. But they don't want you to do that. They actively do not want you to do that. And so they instead just fry your brain with a bunch of recommended bullshit immediately on entry and immediately after any video and immediate at any chance they possibly can, they just fry your brain cells. So you can't focus and you're like, whoa, actually I did want to see that Bill Burr clip. Well, and then yeah. you watch it. Think if you went to Amazon and there was nothing 
Yeah. You could only search for what you exactly wanted, and that was it. Yeah. I would prefer that. Well, I'm not sure for Amazon. Maybe. I think I'd, I mean, I think I'd prefer it for YouTube. Like, definitely. Like, just, if you think. I don't know. That sounds like commie bullshit. <laughs> exactly. What's this? What's this now? What's this? Hold uh, on. Uh, sounds like you're un-American, McCoy. That is what it sounds like. All Americans should turn on their computers and watch YouTube on play all infinite playlists exactly, during the day. Communism has a proud American yeah. tradition. No, but, but have you guys ever noticed? I don't know if you guys do this, um, but do you ever clean out your subscriptions and any of these things like the, the subreddits you subscribe to or your subscriptions on YouTube? And you notice like there's a bunch of junk in there and you don't want to get rid of it, but you notice it just clogs everything up. Like no. it's shit your friend recommended that you're like, I don't watch it all the time, but I'd like to remember it ever. And it's like. I, I can't subscribe to that stuff and I don't subscribe to that stuff because then it'll show up all over the fucking place and I don't want it to do that. But now I have a category for that. I have a place where I put that stuff. Like my old favorites that I don't check in very often, but hey, sometimes I do. All there. So now I'm like not afraid to, to like keep the trimmest subscription list possible so I only see what I want. It's like, no, I can subscribe to all the things that I think are cool and just order them. It's awesome. So... So I'm sorry to kind of interrupt this train of thought, but I realize that we are probably running a bit low on the mm. time that we have here. And I don't, Gabe, have you given us what you've been playing lately I'm not, yet? I have McCoy's eating up with his YouTube bullshit. God, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say that I uh, played Age of Empires 2. Hmm. Blast back to the past and I had a, uh, well, I had a blast. <laughs> Two thumbs. You set yourself up there. <laughs> exactly. No, we. Uh, I played with a couple of buddies. And we just had like online play on the uh, the Steam HD version. Um, and it's fun going back and getting really just cheesed by the AI. Yeah. Because what they'll do is what we fell to was, um, I can't remember what the teams we were, but it was like us versus three bots. And the bots just, like, rushed the relics, built an army of monks, and then just converted my army and my other friend's army. And then used, essentially, our armies to then <laughs> kill our last teammate. That's a legit strat. It was a pretty legit strat, and honestly, it was A+. Plus. That's awesome. I gotta commend the AI for doing that. <laughs> you mean they didn't just roll? Age of Empires is so wild. Like... I I remember, re like, so when you play Age of Empires as a person who thinks in, like, a linear fashion and, like, has logic in your brain, you're like, okay, so I build a base, and this involves building, like, the barracks and the archery things on the castles and stuff, like, all in one area, or, like, maybe in two areas, but, like, generally speaking, like, I have a base, and then I build an army at the base, and then I send it somewhere. Um, and then you watch, like, one of the built-in clip, like, video, because they have game replays to, like, kind of show you, like, what the game kind mm -hmm. of ought to be played like in some ways like by the designers um and like the first thing they do is they like send a villager just like running at the enemy base not the first thing but early on they like if they want to attack someone they just send a villager over there or like a couple of villagers and then like they don't they don't actually build an army in their base they just like set up shop they build a bunch of barracks and archery things and stables out like <laughs> just out of line of sight of the enemy base and then they just like pump out unit after unit after unit and they don't even wait until they have a force ready before they attack they just like first get out of the gate just like all right <laughs> yep. so they get in there and just like so starts chopping things down and then soon there's two people chopping things down and soon there's three and you build an army on site it's insane yeah, i can never get those levels i'm just like the guys like trying to turtle but failing 
So the enemy is knocking at my door, and I send like one <laughs> unit in the time just to die. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck!" I really yeah. did not plan this out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at least the ad doesn't roll at you with like the Corvette from the cheats. <laughs> <laughs> And at least the AI doesn't like. Um, you guys ever play uh, Battle for yes, Middle Earth yes. Two? Jesus I watched Christ. my friend play that. So um, you can build walls in this game if you want to, uh, and they work against human players. Uh, but like, so the, when you build a unit, you get like twenty to thirty like people, and they walk in formation and stuff. Um, <clears> and you can build walls, and that's reasonable and sensible and a thing that exists. And they will keep human players out. However, computer players like know the right place to click or something where like they will just like smoosh down into like a single file line and just squeeze through an invisible crack in the wall and they oh pop my out the other god side. i totally like, forgot that what, <laughs> what? <laughs> holy crap like, are you fucking kidding me you put walls in the game and then the computers can just fucking walk yeah. through oh them my god, <laughs> i just had like a vietnam flashback <laughs> dude seriously a lot of triggering going on this week you know? oh god dude yeah wow yeah oh that game was ridiculous Dude, I'd like miss. I don't think I ever said what I played, play, man. I played some Cultist Simulator and I played some uh, Outer Worlds. Oh, nice. Me too. Me three. Oh, shoot. Mm. All right. Well, that's the end of the podcast. No, I <laughs> There's like, a lot of good things about Outer Worlds. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Thanks for clueing us in, James. <laughs> I mean, I. I kind of figured that was basically. <laughs> no, dude, just tell us. What'd yeah. you think, man? <laughs> Um, the Outer Worlds is fun, um, but the Baliwangs are intense in the first, like, hour of the game. There's these, Why like, does that sound like something from Borderlands? Because it is. Baliwongs. It is. Oh. It's oh, really? the fucking okay. eight <laughs> things in the world in Borderlands. They're just in this game. Uh, yeah. They throw, like... These universes aren't related, are they? Are they? No, but they... <laughs> Okay. They, I mean, theory. they're not called Bollywongs or whatever. They're called like primals. Yeah, those things are a real pain, um, right? Like the behemoths and stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah. They're like, they're like, it's like literally the first thing, aside from some like random pirates that you fight, and they just wreck your day. Yeah. I use like when I first landed on the first uh, planet, I used like everything I had to kill one camp of them. And I was like, nice, I'm the best. And walked into a team of marauders and was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and they don't even give you good loot. <laughs> they don't, yeah, they're like, hey, take this skin. And I'm like, yeah, this brain. Fuck. Yeah. Oh. Are you playing it on bullshit hard no. mode? I am playing it on hard mode with a controller good of choice. all things. No, you want to play it on, like, you either want to play it on, like, hard mode. I think, uh, but you don't want to play it on supernova or whatever oh, yeah. it's yeah. called. Unless you really are masochistic. No, I, I never do those things for my first playthrough. I'm not trying to, like, ruin my playthrough halfway through. See, I would have played on hard, but I played the Call of Duty <laughs> campaign on hard, and that was some real bullshit, so... Dude, was it, like, was it old school Call of Duty where they had, like, 100 grenades at your feet? You're like, come on. It wasn't that level, but it was, like, they had, like, crack shot AIs that just, like... Yeah. The second you left cover, it just ruined your this day. This game does that, too. Like, it's it's actually yeah. funny, like, having played so much competitive online shooters, but, like, I just, like, I, I say things out loud that, like, don't apply to the A, like, wow, nice shot. Like, it's just, like, because it's incredible. <laughs> I'm, like, dodging behind cover, and I, like, peek my head out for a second, and this dude just, like, headshots me four times with a burst. It's like, whoa. Nice aim, bud. Like, wow, nice shot, dude. Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. 
So James, what did you think of Cultist Simulator? I've played that game before, and I'm just wondering what you think, what your thinksings are. My thinking is that it's fun, but I'm bad at it. <laughs> cool. yeah. and and that's that's the the oh my god, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're at the end of the episode, I think, um, unless I'm mistaken there. Um, so, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, what do people think? Uh, James, we'll start with you. Uh, thumbs up. Um, games cool. I played McCoy? were fun. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about the games you played. It's just, it's oh, just thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, thumbs up. Cool. Uh, uh, McCoy. Gold star. Uh, Zoe? <laughs> Oof. You know, like, I just kind of want to, like, go away from the rating system and give maybe, like, a half thumb. Like, can we do half thumbs on here? I think we I'll maybe do have done it once or twice yeah. before. I do I'm not sure. The there time. we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> hey, Gabe, what about you? Uh, one and a half thumbs. God damn it. I'm tilted even here. Cool. And I give it 600,529 yeah. cool. points. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are we playing next week? Excellent. Yeah. God. Uh, yeah, so next week, I believe it is yes, finally around so. to my pick before I was usurped by Spooky Games Month and then usurped We've once again. stalled long enough to evade Adam's <laughs> indie bullshit. We've caught up on So actually, I need to decide on the ordering of it, but um, I've got three games lined up for us. Um, they are going to be uh, a game called Black Bar, uh, which is a... Uh, so the theme with these three games is dystopia. Um and kind of just how that theme works out. I'd like to explore how these games all approach the same theme in different but similar ways. Um, the games are Black Bar, Papers, Please, and uh, Orwell. Hmm. I'm surprised you didn't go for multiple universes theory. <laughs> That's the thing you wanted to explore. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Um, cool. I've I have heard too. of two of those games. I haven't heard of Black Bar though. Um, Black Bar, I think is like a it's like an app game. Um, so if that if that doesn't work, I can like find another dystopia game. I think there was another one that I was forgetting, which is why I hesitated mm-hmm. at the end. Um, but uh, Black Bar is super short. It's supposed to take like half an hour or something. Um, so we is can... it Black Bart with a T at the end? No, just Black Bar. Like is it to Black redact Bet? something. Okay. Oh. Well. Everyone, do not buy Ram-a-lam. Black Bart yeah. on Steam. We are not liable for like the <laughs> refund of money game for the, whatever you just burned. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I will. I will post links and and in any such corrections cool. as necessary um, in in chat. I hope but, one week yep. somebody plays Dystopia. their own game and doesn't know it, dude. I think that'd be quality content. That would. So question, are we playing all these three games in one week or are we playing a game in like a week and um, then talking and then? I know we have to kind of cut soon so we can take this a little bit offline. Um, I was thinking uh, a series of three weeks so that each game gets its, gets its own time. Um, but because they are like you can experience these games in a fairly short amount of time, um, it may be better to do uh, to, to kind of fold some of them together. Um, so I can we can we can talk schedules offline. Cool. Cool. All right. Great yeah, exactly. choice. Oh. <laughs> Super sick. Well, I am very happy we got to all 
refresh and recharge and get ready for Adam's indie bullshit because Lord <laughs> knows we needed some recharging for this. <laughs> no, but I'm excited. Th- these should be some... I've, I know Papers, Please has been a game that I've actually wanted to play yeah. for a while, so I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, well, that's, uh, that's the end of the episode, everybody. Um, you know... James, you want to shout out our socials? That we don't use. Uh, yeah, we have socials. Uh, huge shout out to those. Um, Ten visual, of course. McCoy, what oh, are the socials? Don't look at me. What the f- Actually, that's... Um, <laughs> no, to say shout out <laughs> to you're, the socials. You're our branding manager. Yo, the only social that fucking matters is Tyranny of Thumbs yeah, on exactly. YouTube. We're putting out hype videos and they are lit. Um, that's the only social that matters. Eventually, other people will take control of the socials that understand what social media is. Um... And how to use it effectively, and maybe then, you know, we'll eventually have mm-hmm. a Twitter and Instagram once our uh, nifty new podcast mm. art goes live. Which uh, yeah, stay tuned. we had a little pre-show yeah. discussion about some art. We got yeah. some really cool options there. We're excited. Um, okay, yeah. does anybody want to take this energy down lower yeah. before we end? <laughs> McCoy, you want to talk about more YouTube stuff? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, how about we just we trail just off where like, McCoy complains about YouTube and his UI for the next God, 15 no. minutes as I'll we just all cut that in at the end. Just like, just Old man yells at the cloud. I mean, I definitely <laughs> would like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, look. I think what I said has merit, and I think you should reflect on it and know that they're after your mind. But you know um, I do for you. <laughs> fucking high five. I Holy shit. And scene. <laughs> Great choice. Fuck yeah.